0: You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It is May 2nd, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins, with me is and Walt Silver currently. <laughs> um, Mark's not going to be here. His boss is taking a vacation. <laughs> that means that he has to have all this stuff done right now before. So the boss can take it to vacation. He was so funny trying to explain that to me. Um, anyway, so He's getting
1: paid double because he's covering for the boss.
0: I don't know that he's covering, I don't know, but that he was just kind of funny about it, you know. But he's probably driving right now, and he's probably out there listening to us right now. So, uh, Mark, I'm sorry you're not here, but have a great day, be safe, be blessed, and we'll see you. Well, tomorrow he's going to, uh, we already did the recording for Radio 5G, so he'll be on tomorrow if you want to hear his voice. All right. So, um, hi, Walt. <laughs> as long as you you've said something, we'll talk to you first. <laughs> hi, Nancy. Hi, are
2: Nancy. You doing okay?
0: Everything's yeah. all right up there? Yeah. It's Minnesota's just still cool. on the face of the
1: it's earth. Nice and uh, <clears throat> nice. And it's getting warmer, but one of the things is that uh, it's amazing. For two days straight, we have the clear the clearest sky you've ever seen. Not a, not a cloud in the sky, which is nice because given that we are in the middle of the change of season, it gets rainy, cloudy and rainy. But for two days straight, we've had nothing but uh, sun. So it's very nice.
0: Awesome. And from somewhere off planet, (laughs) Derek... Are you there?
3: I know. It does sound like it. Sorry, everybody, about that. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is a big spaceship, is Nancy telling me. We weren't going to tell you all that. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Or, or it's my home office where I need some more decor on the walls. One or the other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's up with you? What are
3: you up to? Oh, my gosh. Who knows? I don't even, um, Lots of stuff. We're getting all that in the show. But, yeah, doing well over here. Um and Nancy, at the last minute, I did forward you some info on the new version of Shungite honey we can talk about a little bit later, too.
0: Yes, I, I have that up, actually. I've got the link and everything to put in. So then, to okay, work.
3: I didn't know if I showed you that at the last minute. It was, good. But actually, what I'm excited about, if we just, heck, we're just we just jumping right in. And, and hey, Mark, hope you're listening. Hope you have a good day. Um, yeah, we'll miss him. He's brings a lot here. Um, what I wanted to bring up was the new Shungite koi pond. And... I don't know if I have an image to show in chat on this computer.
0: Okay, um, I do. I do. I'll take care of that.
3: Okay. Yeah, so so what I wanted to mention to everybody, too, just so um, – because, of course, Shungite Reality, we want to talk about Shanghai and some of the latest stuff we've done with it. So in – I'll just tell the whole story because we've got some time. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, previously, we had a Shungite pond – and we still do have a Shanghai pond, but – or um, fountain – but the Shungite fountain we had before, for those that have seen the photos online or been in store, was over kind of by the Copper Pyramids. We have, and again, I'm always assuming there's maybe new listeners that don't know. So we do have a couple six-foot Copper Pyramids. I'm looking to get a third one that's built off of different geometry, some more uh, biogeometry um, numbers on that. We'll get into that in the future because um, that has been suggested, and I thought about it as well, and it's a great idea. Um, so in this case, I don't know if I told you, Nancy, um, but the fountain Shanghai fountain we had, it was, it was literally bought as a fountain. So there's a base. And of course I said it was in store. So we're having to contain all this water and have it moving. Well, believe it or not, the base, which was, I don't know how many, several hundreds of dollars, I think it was like $400, um, to, to hold the water. So the reservoir and then you drop a pump in there and then yeah, it just shoots out the top into whatever fountain you got going on. And I would vary that at times. Um, but what I was going to tell you, Nancy, is that the, the reservoir on the bottom would sweat the plastic. And it's not like some thin plastic, like a rubber tube. This was relatively, I thought, dense stuff. It was made for a pond. Um, and I even, uh, Olivia and I had built that first one as well. So we, we thought about it and we thought, well, I don't even remember how it occurred to us. But we thought, well, we better line this thing with a um, a tarp under, or yeah, directly under this, reservoir and then we put bricks around that so you couldn't see the tarp it was just an extra emergency catch in case something happened um like overflow from the fountain that wasn't the issue again the issue was the sweating so when we got all said and done and un, uh i was unbury, but removed the bricks from the fountain as we're unburying it or uncovering it i don't know i keep saying bearing um you the tarp was full of a couple inches of water and then that's what we were seeing that would slowly leak out. Um, that's what kind of triggered us. All of a sudden we see the floor wet and it didn't make sense. So basically I was really disappointed in the reservoir and how that thing would sweat so much through the plastic that it would gather on the outside and condensation and then collect between it and the tarp. And then we had a whole another layer there. So that was Is the Is your issue. environment very humid? Uh, no, actually it would suck the water out of there. We'd have to add literally every week, 10 gallons. So two buckets of water. Just from the fountain doing its thing. But remember, there Mystical Wares is a cedar ceilinged store. Mm. It, it drank the water, it didn't keep it in there, um, is what, and it always has. So it's never, and we've been there, I don't know how many years now, three or I get three something, um, and it's been nonstop. We've had to add buckets and buckets of water every single week, um, or it just disappears. Uh, so it
1: sounds like the material is faulty. It's not supposed to do that.
3: I didn't think so. So anyway, I wasn't expecting that. So now I'll speed up because I know I'm boring the heck out of everybody. But so then we I actually happen to have a I guess it'd be an animal feeding trough. I'm sure there's another name for it, but it is a plastic as well that I bought from a local co-op or farm store. Um and it's um probably twice as as dense or thick. So this isn't gonna leak no matter what. I mean probably shoot with a 22 rifle and it's not gonna go through it. Aww. Um Yeah, so anyway, that's now our new fountain that Nancy's going to share. She probably already has shared the photos um, and or soon you guys can see it online. And there's big chunks of Shung. Yep, the photos are up there. Big chunks of Shungite in there, of course. Those are probably five pounds each. Um, They're really big. Uh, And then I've got, what we put in there? A blend, but a dozen-ish koi. Um, And then there's some, a handful of, I don't know, some fancy goldfish Um, little chunky guys that are really cool looking um, because I wanted some slower fish because I I put little kids and they come in every day. I'll just say little kids. So anybody, um, so the toddlers and stuff, and it doesn't stop at toddlers. It's really everybody, but from there up, they see that thing in the middle because this, the photo doesn't quite show, but it's right now in the smack dab middle of the back room of Mystical Wares. That's why I mentioned it was by the pyramids. So um, so when people come in, again, not just kids, they just run straight over there and lean over and look in the pond. And some of those cory are pretty quick. So, and I gave them hiding places, but again, that's why the goldfish, so people can see. Try them. to
1: try to get a pleco. They're they're slow and uh, they look like dinosaurs because they don't have scales. Oh, they, that's right. They're, they're the ones that are constantly are uh, cleaning the surfaces because they, they suck up the that mucus that forms on the glass.
3: Yeah, that's right. The little armored uh, plecostomus. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'll wait a while to the. One,
0: one thing about them, I had them, and that you buy them, and they're like three inches. Oh, they're so cute. When they finally left the planet, they were over eight inches long. Yeah, they they can grow huge. I think one of them was almost twelve. I don't, think that. <laughs> Don't they remind you of Captain Nemo's Nautilus? I love them, <laughs> <laughs> and they look at you and they interact with you. You know, I mean, but they grow so very big.
3: You know, you know, you're you're, you're preaching to the, you're choir the choir on that choir one. On that. Because in my diving days, I used to dive in the lakes of Germany, and I'm pretty sure that's where I was when I was doing this. And they would breed in these lakes, and I would see them by the thousands. And then monster ones that would just terrify you. Um, same thing as lingcod up here in the northwest. Um, I totally forgot about those things, but I just, just literally had a flashback while Walt was saying that. I'm like, wait a minute. I know he's talking about. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then they were a little tiny, three or four inches, um, the babies I'd see in the lakes up top. But we were, I remember we'd go a little bit low, and it was Germany. We'd go a little bit deeper in the lakes, um, and then down there there'd be one two feet long they were they're were big
0: um yeah so that's i'll wait some more yeah, of the the, uh, only, the only thing that limited their size was the, the it was tank space. itself mm-hmm. you know yeah. one time i had two of them i had i had I, one time i had three of them but they were they were small one of them was smaller and, and but i had two of them that got really really big and uh you know <laughs> Unfortunately, one of them died because he kicked himself right out of the tank. Oh, no. And the other one died because the cat went fishing. Oh. <laughs> so we, yeah. they didn't end well, but they had a hell of a good life. I mean, they were probably 10 years old by that time.
3: Well, these these guys are loving the Shungai chunks in there. They're doing real well. Um, this thing's only been up for a matter of days. Uh, Libby and I moved it. Once we saw the leak, it was like, okay, pause everything else. And that's typically how it kind of works with us, apparently. Um, everything's just thrown at us instantly. And then, boom, well, I guess today we're moving a pond. So in about three hours, it was literally done, rebuilt, tore apart, up and running. Um, and then we waited, processed the water for a day, and brought in some treatment. Shungite, again, I, th- you're seeing in the photo I'm looking at least, the one I took. And I took lots, but shared few. One piece, but there's several massive chunks of Shungite in the uh, what we are calling the Shungai Koi Pond. And that's why I wanted to bring it up. I wasn't say, hey, look what we did. No, it was kind of saying, hey, maybe there's another way. And I, I know we've talked about it because Nancy's brought it up before, um, put in different ponds and fish and the same thing with the Waltz devices as well. Um, all great ideas, but that's what I want to say is they're really, the water. So, well, here, this too, I'm also put together a fish tank, an aquarium at home in the past two days, a uh, 37 gallon, just aquarium. It's going to be fresh water, a bunch of tropical fish, tall, so a whole lot going on, different water layers in there. Um, and so, of course, I'm Shungite in that too. Um, so I'm bringing it up, meaning so anytime somebody starts a new tank or aquarium, I'd, before you go grabbing that anti-chlor stuff that you put in there, and if you need to, you do what you got to do. But I get the Shungite in there, let it run for several days um, with the filter on so the water's being moved or the bubbler on if it's um, like our pond. I don't have a filter per se. It's a bubbler. Um, but then the aquarium will have a, a filter and, and let that cycle through, and even some guy water beads. Drop them down there if you have an extra set and get some, um, and then put your fish in there, and they they're really responding. To that. I've even done with turtles. So uh, well, if, I've
0: got I've got the water turtle. Um, oh, I know have, I have a water my fifty five gallon tank, mm-hmm. and. We're the, talking about waltz
3: water turtle, everybody. Not a water turtle, as in like uh, yeah. snap. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Waltz. Uh,
0: okay. No. Waltz, uh, it's a resonator uh, device for clearing water, and my fish live forever. I mean, it's like I got to the point where I said, "Okay, I'm I'm going to let these fish just die out because I don't, well just because." Okay. And they don't die; <laughs> they just keep living. <laughs> and I swear to God, it's the resonator. It's it's being in that incredible because I did not put Shungite nuggets on the bottom. Um, I got, I, I had the resonator. I didn't. I didn't even think of it to be honest. So I just stuck that in there. Um, but the pH stays very stable. I seldom have to up or i mean just basically you're you're right where these fish need it because i programmed the resonator the water turtle i said just i don't know what ph these fish need that are in here but just keep it at the maximum efficient lovely ph that these you know fish need and uh, so i don't ever have to watch that and mm-hmm. and to be honest the i don't this this fish tank as much as I probably should because you clean a fish tank because there's toxicity toxicity building up in it, but there is it with the resonator and the shungite just like he's telling you the, the other the other ways of putting the shungite in it you the the toxicity is being taken out of the water as it happens,
1: so um, yeah. yeah, and we have evidence of well the. And these are these are tanks. Look at the results we have with pools. Entire pools are are being kept and maintained.
2: So
0: Yes, in in the, in the book Shanghai Reality, I actually show a handwritten uh testimony from Dolly Howard's pool guy. You know, saying I come to this pool, and, but I don't really have to do anything with it, you know, just make sure it's running right because whatever's happening he didn't have to use chemicals it, it you know and this is florida this, the the water heats up to you know just it you if you're going to have problems with pools it's going to be in a hot hot area like florida and uh he didn't he doesn't have not the not the chlorine not the anything the turtle's keeping it perfectly and but he's measuring it he's taking the measurements and so Yeah, I've got a handwritten testimony from the bull guy that Dolly was using. She's gone through quite a few of them since then. (laughs) But, um, yeah, there's something about having fish around. Now, to be honest with you, I got the ones that are mostly the bottom eaters. I don't even remember what their names are because they're bottom eaters. They don't swim around when I would have uh, all sorts of other type of fish I had, it. They, they would come and they would look at me. They interact with you. You know, I mean, it's just and and. Well, uh, one thing, Nancy,
1: is like, we know how conscious Shanghai is and how it responds to thoughts and intentions. Why should we think that it responds to only our thoughts and intentions? What about the thoughts and intentions of other living beings? Well, the, there's
0: the, a point. The, the, <laughs> the fish.
1: I'm sure the fish should have intentions like to survive, to eat well, to be content, to be happy. Whatever happiness is, it for a fish. So why wouldn't uh,
0: Shanghai respond to all of that? Well, they're eating well. They're kind of fat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what, you've got the one at the house now, uh, Derek. That you just put up. I put the picture in the. Uh, I think that's the one in the house.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's the one in the house. I'll have to get maybe get a new photo because now it has – because that's where – so for those in chat, um, it's a 37-gallon aquarium I mentioned earlier. Um, and then the photo you're looking at there, there's no rocks in it. That's really – because, of course, you let – and this is an old aquarium show we're going to do today. Um, but just to dig vaguely into it, you know, of course, you got to let the water set for a while and things like that for a lot of reasons and or um, process it or run through a filter, lots of things. So that's what's going on there with the decor some of the decor inside um at that stage So there's no fish in there or the fact shungite's not even in there it got put in just after that point Um, but it does have gravel in there now and there's three little fancy guppies with the wide tails that are really pretty uh kicking around in there initially um just you know evening out the tank and getting the the biome set um and then we'll add on from there because it's a good sized tank we're gonna do lots of depth but yeah the shungites all through there as well um and then I've done it also with snails, um, shungai, meaning put it in their environment. Um, frogs, dragon, uh, bearded dragons. Um, so, but yeah, they're responding great, and they the no issue with them, and I don't expect there to be. So it's not, it's really great. Nancy, yeah. one last thing too is um that pond, the the koi pond, is right in the middle. Of our, we have a fair this weekend at Mystical Wares. Our free metaphysical psychic fairs, and one's coming up. I don't know what the date is. Maybe fifth and sixth, or whatever Saturday and Sunday is. Um, and that pond is going to be out there, right smack dab in the middle of all the vendors and everything. So that's kind of a cool energy, you know, center spot there.
1: You mentioned the bearded dragons. Are you talking about the uh, the the Mexican? thing uh the mexican uh, that are related they're the what do you they, they they don't have scales they have skin
2: they are yeah. uh, mm-hmm.
1: they're the they're related to um I, what's the
3: name of that uh, salamanders i believe uh, i don't know. i'm googling right now i'm trying to get up i'll get you a picture i don't know if they're related to, oh you're talking about a newt or a it, oh no, no you're talking about a water dog right
1: no it's uh, the, the the
3: ones that have like beards around Oh no no no. I'll <laughs> give you a picture of this. This is a a bearded dragon. You're talking about a an um I know they turn into nudes. They're called um water Kitz- dogs.
1: Kitsel or Kitsal something like that. They're they're uh, native to from
3: Mexico. Oh okay. Well, uh yeah, but no, these ones don't even get in the water. Oh. Bearded dragon is just an old desert not old. A desert lizard. Oh, um, okay. And they get really big. Yeah, so just a desert looking lizard. Um No, I think you're talking about a water dog or a, oh, geez, some of them. There it is, the oxalettle. Oxalettle, okay, or newt, when when they morph into a lizard, which they all don't do. Some of those suckers get like a foot long, the ones with their. So for those that are listening, we're doing a horrible job explaining this, but just think (laughs) like their gills. I know. Think like a water lizard, but with their gills on like flaps outside (laughs) where a fish's gills would be anyway ever so many smart I. <laughs> yeah
1: i think the oxalotl is related to the family of uh salamanders
3: there yeah yeah it is yeah that would be but i'm talking and i'm still trying to steal a picture here um and share it online i oh, hear you guys go of what i'm talking about oh yeah there you go uh yeah and that's a um a, we call them water dogs well they call them that in louisiana when i was commercial diving down there um Oh, wow, it's really, even that, there's another name for him. But here's what I'm talking about if you look in the uh, chat. It's just uh-huh. a desert lizard. Um, uh-huh. Not just a desert lizard. I mean, they're all awesome. but It's called it a bearded dragon. Um,
1: yeah, people keep them as pets. I see, I keep seeing them in, in YouTube uh, videos, and people play with them. They they're, have them at home together with their dogs and
3: cats. Oh, the dragons? Yeah, we got one. Yeah, I, I I got they one. keep I them as pets. One, I got one 15 feet from me. Um, I'm not kidding. Um, yeah, I've got got kinds of critters. Um, yeah, we've used Shungite tortoises, everything. So I'm just saying that any of these ones, um, are, are a good idea to use Shungite with. And then, yeah, it's like Nancy and I were talking about any of the devices are good. I've thrown big chunks of Shungite in local ponds, um, that just look, you know, just stagnant or, Mm -hmm. or active ones already, of course. So, um, I don't know where you want to, if want to go any further than that, Nancy, he was kind of announcing the Shungite Pond was all.
0: I got mesmerized by that video. Hold <laughs> oh, on, I know. That. It's up on my screen. <laughs> I, I've got to get it off of my screen. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. The, the,
3: <laughs> I used to have so so things when I was 12 and they oh. turned into, well, nudes, you know, little um, salamanders. Um, you know, they take, I don't know, a month or so. We'd have them in a little cage. People were often used them as baits. I heard that. I oh, lived oh, in. Oh no, in,
0: no. Oh, it's gross.
3: I know. I lived in Cucamonga, California, um, and then we'd go down there. That's where my dad owned his little popcorn parlor, popcorn whatever store. Anyway, I don't get bored with all that. But um, yeah, so we catch those, take them home, and turn them into salam. Well, not turn them in, but keep them until they turn into salamander. I Think we fed them red worms and things like that. I um, they were pets. Anyway. Uh, ours is more gray though. That's a really pretty pink one. The, the
1: Japanese have the largest. They're the uh, uh, Japan is the native uh, land for the largest salamander on earth. Uh, I've seen the videos. This thing is huge. It's as long as a person is tall.
3: Oh sure. Oh yeah. There's it's
1: the largest salamander on earth. I see that. I saw the man in the video picking it up out of the water. I said, "Wow, that thing is huge." Good thing is that a man eater. <laughs>
3: Yeah. I've seen some of these big ones that, and I'm looking at now where they're, I don't know, three or four feet long. Um, Not, not man, not like six foot long. These are, yeah, (laughs) they creep me out. I've seen all kinds of stuff. I've seen stuff in Lake Washington when I was first learning, um, going to commercial diving school, Divers Institute of Technology, which is in Ballard, Washington. Um, So anyway, we go to Lake Washington, which is over a hundred and something feet deep. And for those that just you know maybe don't know, that's very deep for a lake, um, and it was quite a bit more than that. I don't even know the total depth. But down there, there was stuff that was moving around that was bigger than the boat, and I don't even know what it was. We never because it's so dark down there, and the 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 thing was so big. So long story short, I would drop down off the side of a pontoon large boat, we'll say, have I don't know half a dozen divers on, so not tiny. Um, with an umbilical, air hoses, lights, all kinds of goodies, cameras um, strapped onto my back and the helmet, and you just drop down. You land hopefully on your feet, and you get to the bottom and do your thing. And I'm just going quickly, so you get an idea. Well, when I got to the bottom, it wasn't the bottom. The bottom, <laughs> the bottom moved, and I'm like, what? And I'm, I'm not a big guy that gets scared too much. And I'm not trying to brag; it just isn't. It's just I don't know. It's just not really in me to be scared. Eric? Um, yeah. What's that?
0: Okay, something happened with Skype. Did anybody else hear it? Um, it sounds like a helicopter flying in the distance. Is that what you're hearing? No, uh, no I guess we're all right. Okay. That something, something glitched. Go ahead. Sorry. Let me write that down. Because just yesterday, I was out
3: Sasquatch gifting and a helicopter came at me again. I think I've told those stories. Um, so if we want to even get into that, because that's a new one. Inf- and I would have forgot about that if that didn't just happen hearing yeah. that noise in the background. And I was on the phone with, I think it was Jalissa at the time too. I'm like, Oh, look, I didn't get one time in the woods and helicopters on top and it was <laughs> right on top of me staring, looking at me, just staring at me. And I'm like, one little soul hiker out here is not that exciting people. Well, apparently it is. And yeah, I had a, my backpack full of trinkets for, it was a a, well, I'll just tell you marbles I had a couple really cool. <laughs> I know how cool are marbles, but a couple really cool ones. that did kind of bedazzle dazzle and shiny. So I thought they might appreciate them. And then a really cool shell. Um, that I was going to gift. No, when the you backpack. said them, you meant Sasquatch. Yeah. Oh, I distinctly go out there and I communicate beforehand Let them go, Hey, I'm going to be in this neck of the woods and with no, you know, expectations. Sometimes they, there's stuff that happens. Sometimes there isn't, but yeah, I went out there and there's my backpack. Um, for those who want to know, I went out at the end of the road out, so I drove out to Granite Falls, Washington, which is just the boonies out there's nothing past that um you just run out of road and so literally I did I parked at the end of the road was this big metal gate walked out started walking out um it was just still snow I wasn't happy about that um there's a place called the ice caves out there and so anyway long story short just went out deep into the woods and soon I'll get video of some of this because there's a they don't announce it but I went far enough before there's a little ghost town out there. It's an old gold prospecting um, mining village town. I'm not sure what's left, but uh, I'm gonna go push all the way through there with some Shungai and just Shungai the heck out of that area, um, because there's a lot of just nasty stuff that happens with mining. Um, so anyway, sounds like a so, so, sounds like a good target for your ghost uh, tours. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, well, mm, for some filming, but not to bring people on because it's it's like an hour and a half. Oh, hardcore hike. You got to literally walk over a tree that fell across the river. And if you're going in the river, you're not getting out. No, it's, it's not a place for everybody Um, uh, by any means. I don't, yeah, I don't mess around out there. Um, In fact, I I almost never go with anybody. Uh, But anyway, um, so I'll do that. But, and we're going to, we're getting that, let me write that down. Tours, URS, we are modifying all that. And I'll probably wait until Jalissa's on in the second hour to get into some of that. Um. Back on story. We jumped everywhere from fish and ponds. I was talking about. To- <laughs> ghost
0: where- town.
3: What's that? You were talking about the ghost town. Uh, oh ghost yeah. Critters. We're the ghost town too. I don't know where, if we wanted to jump backward. Cause I, I don't know if people can even hang on when I'm speaking. Um, and Nancy, you can bring me back around if there's something I go too quick on, but yeah, the ghost town thing, um, Monte Cristo, I think. So if somebody wanted to Google it, uh, gosh, I man, again, I, I don't go out there. Uh, I think it was Monte Cristo was the name of the town. Um, I'd have to look it up. But anyway, that's out there and I'll go shungite that. Actually, i I actually used to gold prospect out or well mine, Dredge. It was called and again, all the locals know every every name I'm dropping here, they're all gonna know. So Red Bridge. Um so in that area, uh it's campsite as well out there. There's places in the creeks you can go, and I've had dredges out there legally always, and you I'm not getting all that either, but you do it right and there's I mean you don't leave big holes. You don't you don't do it in so in certain areas you gotta have um Different, different areas sectioned off. But anyway, so, and we leave Shungite out there too. And I haven't done that in years either. But I was trying to say, oh, the Shungite gifting. I wasn't going to mention that until I went. I never, I don't preemptively tell anybody these things um, when I go out and do, I mean, to listen to those, but that's it. Nobody on air or anything. And when I'm going out gifting because, well, how did the helicopter, I mean, okay, it, we either say it's random every time. <laughs> so, or... I don't know. I, again, know, I mean, I'm not jumping conspiracy stuff. So whatever, we can go anywhere on that if you want. But it's, again, it happened that time, and I was on the phone with them, not even thinking about it. Um, so that's. Well, that's do kind of-
0: you think that they're out there, and anybody who in- entered that area would have been looked at, or do you think that they're, you're oh, no. doing, think that you're being targeted? Well, you're targeted know, individual.
3: They're stopping and looking at me. Oh no! And if it, I don't care if it's an, an actual jet fighter. And I told the stories on some podcast or another. And even yesterday, it was a helicopter. No, no, they'll stop off the woods. Look, at the, I see the people in them. Like, oh look, over in the woods, a helicopter. They're tracking me. Uh, no, that would bore the hell out of me. I'm not that interested. Um, no, it's they're directly in front of me or in the jet fighters. They, you can't make this stuff up. They literally go upside down, cockpits facing down, crossing, uh, uh, not vaguely near me or the tree next to me. They'll do this upside down and look at and acknowledge this down. And this has happened with me and family members, not just me alone. Um, and then, so there's no chance that it's random. Um, and it's um, Where I go, I'm alone. So, no, what, when I first – What do you I, think they're after? I don't, and I've tried to look before, and I don't think they know, because I look, because I I can read the person right now that was in that plane six months ago. That's a thing, and I won't get into all that. So, and that kind of, they don't, and I'll just go quickly, because they don't usually have a damn clue. What I think is the bigger picture is, they're dispatched, who the heck knows by who, because they know a woo-woo guy's going out there, and there's a great potential I'm going to communicate or have an interaction. And they're Not trying to be part of it. I think they're trying to stop it. That's all I can come up with.
0: Let me me ask you this, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that, well, I know for a fact that this is is technically can can be done, okay? Um, And that they've been looking at this for, well, since World War II. Um, Could it be that the people that are in flying those vehicles, okay? are not even really aware of what they're doing that they're being mind controlled because oh oh you know what i'm saying because a lot of these people um well they 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 actually did testing uh von Braun of the of the space <clears throat> the head of the space not NASA had a progr- had had one of the people that was in the Nuremberg courts, but he was one of those scientists that was too valuable to try. And he was brought to the States and worked for von Braun. I don't remember his name. But this guy w- was the one working on the um, psychic connection between everything and doing research that later on became the substance of that movie. They stare at goats, that thing here. and But they were actually... Giving, he made a machine that could test somebody's psychic ability, and the astronauts w- were tested. They apparently wanted people that were highly psychic <laughs> in the uh, in the NASA program. So this is, you know, how many years ago was that? Sixty years. I mean, in the '60s. So what I'm saying here is that these people right now. Especially with the electronics in the in the cockpits and stuff, they may not even remember having done that to you. That might be uh an a, an alternative communication way to be able to use somebody to get get information that that person doesn't need to know that you're gathering on somebody <laughs> in your case it's you and you your case. So, but you've been able to scan them. Do, do you see that? Can that possibly be? Okay. And in, in, yes, I have scanned them and I have a,
3: a circumstance I'll get into in a second over the prison that did, <clears throat> the, I used to be a correctional officer again, for those that don't know. So a 16 years, Washington state correctional officer on the perimeter, not locked up inside. That was all the thousands of hours of overtime on the inside. Um, but on the ones out in the forest that happened all the way up until yesterday, no, they seem aware to me. It's more like just go out there. Here's your coordinates. If you see somebody, just make them – let them see you. I think that's to the extent of it. I don't see them in zombie mode, and I'll just make that quickly to get the idea across. Now, the answer is, okay, the this, this story – so those ones, no, because they're aware, looking at me, um, and when I, when I jump – when I remote in, we'll just put it that way and start just reading them to see if they're like malice. Because I'm always going, okay, do I need to go? Do I need to duck under? Do I blah, 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 blah. My military mindset kicks in. And it's never an aggression thing. It's more of a harassment thing for me. And there's a difference for with that. Because then I don't do anything back to them. I'm not going to muck with a plane or a helicopter. I mean, how horrific would that be? Um, so then I just kind of get them out of my thoughts. Now, what has happened is around the prison, I was driving the prison it's just called a perimeter vehicle around at three. And it's not some big three thing, but it was in the middle of the night. so around three-ish in the morning. I had a whole black helicopter scenario, and we've talked about it, so I won't you know, do the whole thing now. But there were three of them, and the middle one that was the silent one, again, at that time, I didn't even know that was a thing. How the heck do you have a helicopter with zero sound on it? And, and it was in the middle of two normal helicopters that – had sound because uh, you could hear them. They were, I don't know, right above me on the prison. They literally did a loop over my car. um, and, the, and I'm bringing it up because the middle guy that I could see, because the moon was out, I could see him as the helicopters came through at such a degree or angle. I could see through the cockpits and see that, oh, there are pilots, um, at least through the middle one I saw. That was not, he was like, I don't know, a dummy. I just didn't get any reading is what I'll say. So he didn't turn his head and acknowledge me like they – often do, by the way. They'll straight wave. I'm talking about jets as well when they go over me. Um, up, they'll fly upside down um, and didn't do that. Olivia's been with me on these too. Uh, waving, all kinds of this, but this helicopter guy, str- like it was like a dummy. I don't know what to tell you, but it was flying there, and it was. In, and there was three of them, and that was the only, I'll just call it stealth. I'm sure it's some kind of stealth technology, of course, um, that was doing that. The other ones were humans in the helicopters. So Again, I'm bringing that up because that was I don't know. I Maybe mean, it was just flying on its own, and we got remote control helicopters. You can buy at Walmart. Um, so of course they got big ones. You can do it. So, but they did put a person in there, and he was not aware. So, I don't know what you want to call him. Maybe there was no consciousness. I'll put it that way. Um, so I think I think I thought it was like a mannequin of some kind. It wasn't moving, so it didn't look like a little robot in there. It was just like literally the silhouette is all. I couldn't see the person's features. It was a silhouette of a pilot, and you can tell the helmet um, just stone cold sober. So that's, I don't know, that's the closest
0: I'd say I could. I I just have to point this out. When I wrote the 9-11 Crusade, okay, which was back in, I don't know, 2010, something like that. I'm writing, the. it's a fiction book, so I'm writing about it. And I suddenly got this image of exactly that helicopter. And I wrote about it back then, you know, that they had helicopters that you could didn't make a sound. So it, it, I picked up on something that you know was not known at that time. So yeah, yeah. probably had them,
3: but we just didn't know about him, Probably yeah, 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 exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's it's just it's just part of the way that the universe is kind of like it's so it's so complex, and yet if, if you just sit back and watch it, we are designed as energy bodies. To be able to see everything. But we keep focusing on, on only parts of things. But if you stand back, and hopefully in these shows that we put out, we give you alternative realities, ways of looking at things, so that you can expand your understanding of how multifaceted this universe is. And our universe, our reality here. I mean, it sounds like woo-woo stuff to somebody, but to the people that you're talking to, it certainly is not, because we've all been engaged in it. And it is an an alternative reality that is getting more and more Mm -hmm. traction. And very much at the base of it is Shungite. You know, everything about Shungite is magical. How did it get here? How did we find it? How did we find each other? Shungite brought us all together. (laughs) It's a pretty amazing thing. So it might be the Shungite. Maybe they're looking out there because they're tracking the Shungite.
3: Uh, I wasn't on a gifting. I always have Shungite on me and usually a bracelet or pendant or something or other, but, or in a pouch, I mean, um, but no, I wasn't even out there Shungite gifting on a mission like that. So, nah. I mean, who knows? I don't know. It happens all the time. I think it's like. You know what? It, you know, the Nancy's
1: description and your description, what you're reminding me of uh, I, when I went to the Flower of Life workshop, the one that was uh, being given by Rumbalo Melchizedek, I remember an anecdote that he told is that when when they were doing the the practice with the group of uh, turning on their Merkava, they would immediately get a they would get these black helicopters hovering over the group, because he says. And uh, I don't know if he was able to get uh, some officer to talk to them or something, but uh, somehow he got to the bottom of it, and he was told by uh, an officer from the base that the reason they were overflying the group is because every time the people activated their their I guess their dedicated instrumentation or some exotic instrumentation was detecting an, an energy spike. As big as a city, every time a person would turn on their merkaba, their their instruments were detecting an energy spike equal to that of a small city. That's how much energy people were putting out. So they, they were forced to investigate because it could be a weapon or some kind of maneuver. But they, nobody ever got arrested. Nobody ever got hassled. But they, they were forced to investigate because the energy spike was so huge. Well,
0: Michael Dunn has a friend who does energy work, and that happened. They do it as a group, and like they go to to uh, Stonehenge, and they get together in a group. And I don't even remember the details of what energy work they are. But every time they do that, the helicopters show up. Now they can't do anything, uh, and this is in England. Uh, they can't arrest them or do anything because. They don't have any kind of energy device. If you were using an energy device and put out that much energy, they would probably come and take that thing away from you. Although, why haven't they come after us? (laughs) Because we have them all over the world. But, no, probably that's because they can't see them anymore. There's probably so much of it out there now just beaming all these little light things that they can't deal with it. Except for somebody like, like uh, Derek, who's out in the middle of nowhere and putting off an extreme, you know, energy field. That's interesting. Any comments here? Hello, no. still connected? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's a. It just it, it, this is another chapter for your book on neurology. It goes to show that the human the human vehicle puts out enough energy or more energy than some big uh, contraption. Yeah. And, that's just, and, and it goes to show why they need to control that vehicle. <laughs> why they need to manage that vehicle and compel you to obey them. Do what we tell you, not what you think.
0: <laughs> Derek, are you still on the line?
3: Yeah, my mic came unplugged when you were chatting. I got to plug back in, so I'm here.
0: Okay, I- I'm wondering okay so i mean i was trained as an electronic warfare officer so what they're doing is they're up there and they're uh receiving a signal from you saying here i am uh why don't you do some sig sec which is signal security and essentially not put up a field that they can't see through
3: yeah i've done that and it's a whole multi-layered thing i can do with that so i think for a quick visualization, a buckyball and a buckyball and a buckyball. And I mess around. I can so, yeah, I can do all that kind of stuff, but I wasn't, I don't always go out all, you know, worried about that. And it depends on the situation I'm in. Um, I'll just say because I'm going out there and I'm wanting to be picked up by some. So if I go in stupid, super stealth mode, we'll just say, um, well that's kind of an issue too. So it, it, it just depends, and sometimes I don't even think about it. I'm just out there doing my thing, chilling out, to be honest. And then all of a sudden, I'll feel and there's other, yeah, I'll get another podcast, um, other things that happen out there that, <clears throat> um, yeah, it, that you have to. I'm meant to experience or to deal with often in my daily life. And Jalissa, and get some some other time when she's here, maybe later. Um, certain people will just be put in in my literally in my way sometimes, or step right out in front of me. Um, I can go on and on. It's, it's odd. And it's something, I mean, if there was like a little floating camera around me, it'd be, it'd be be weird. Because to a degree, it's not, it's not believable. Um, but then I realized that when I finally woke up to that and go, you know, and just take some time and patience, which I'm not known for, um, because of the way it comes across, I realized there is reasons for it all. Um, and, but even that's still tough to to do. So meaning when I go out there in the woods, Sometimes I'm meant to be heightened um, or on um, is what I'll say. So,
0: yeah, because you really don't know who's the source of these things. Is it the good guys or the bad guys? No, But I'm also not that, you know, I don't go out there in fear, anxiety
3: or stress. So I because I can deal with whatever I'm not. And that's 3D to metaphysical. So I'm not.
0: Well, what I'm pointing worried.
3: out is that you really don't know. This could be friends. Oh no, that's exactly my point. So, and I don't want to shut off the the Sasquatch people that are out there because I communicate on the way out. Um, and then, yeah, so I don't it just varies, but it's not so disruptive to me. I mean, what do I care? I got some jets fly, burn your fuel up. You're gonna go away in 20 minutes. You're gonna get bored. I mean, the little helicopter thing make the show. So it's just it's like, yeah, you bore me. It's not I don't even, that's why I did mention this stuff. So it's like a mute point almost. Okay, fine, I'm out here, do your thing. Okay, kick rocks. Now I'm gonna have my time with the Sasquatch. So, uh, and then go out and do that. And then I've got, Oh my gosh, countless stories.
0: Do you have a recent, uh,
3: Sasquatch story? <laughs> I got, well, that's funny. It doesn't say countless stories. I'm gonna get them in the book, but I'll give you one of them that uh, I don't know that I put out. I think Olivia was with me on that one. For those who don't know my daughter, um, we gifted, uh, it was an apple, some Sasquatch, or some Sasquatch, <laughs> some Shungite nuggets. Um, I think some graham crackers or something like that. Um, out in the woods, uh, still Granite for the locals, Granite Falls area. Um, oh, gee, I don't remember the exact trail. Because I'll always tell her about exactly where. And uh, you don't have to go there anyway. But I think everybody knows that by now. Because it's not like a Sasquatch or it's not a feeding area for him. It's where I connected with them. And it was by a river. Um, but again, just out in the Granite Falls area. Out in the woods, off trail, because I'm not big on trails. In fact, this time, her and I walked. The water was low enough in the river that we had a a shore because, of course, it's mountains, so when there's runoff, you don't usually have area you can walk. So, But we did it this time, so then we walk up the river and then random into the you know hard left or right or whatever side of the river on up into the woods, and then you go from there. And just so, again, no trail. You're just kind of you know bushwhacking it. Um, found a tree stump, set the stuff down on there, and it can't go anywhere. Um, so long story short, gifting. Go have lunch down at the, the river that was turning into a creek at this time, um, and then come back. And then have it not only gone, but a, a a twig. So not a branch, but a twig that, I don't know, that you can fold. So small and towards and crack folded into a little shape um, right out, sitting right in the place of it. So a gift back. And it was just, again, like a branch that they plucked, took the leaves off of, wound into a little bracelet-like deal. Um, and it, was, it wasn't it was a real distinguishable shape. At least I couldn't at the time tell, oh, that's this, that, and the other. It was a, just a really cool wound together i don't know twig bracelet in place of that um so that's one story that was remembered that again that stuff happens and that something goes on me on with me on that one um sometimes they are sometimes they're not sometimes we'll gift uh snow quartz sometimes it's called milky quartz or white quartz i'll pick it up in Quartzsite, arizona i may have told you this, nancy and bring it back here i got some now um I go out in the just in the desert and and hills and pluck it from the ground from the quartz vein itself, and then nobody ever touches it. there oh, was my ear, and then bring it back and then give that to the Sasquatch. They like white for some reason. Um, not I'm sure not just white, but that's a thing. So anyway, um, I give them that. I'm gonna do it again now too because that just lit up my whole ear. Um, so it's like, tells me some more gifting. Um, so anyway,
0: uh, that's probably the most recent ones I can think of. I didn't well, get too much. You, go ahead. You you pointed out that you know you don't have to go to the Sasquatch. A Sasquatch can come to you. And oh. I've told I've told this story before, but there. I'll just make it short. the The dog for an entire day seemed to be afraid of something in the backyard. And I'd go out there, I, I'd walk around, I didn't see anything, I didn't, you know, he wasn't being aggressive like if it was a raccoon or something, he would have been aggressive towards it. No, he was barking like he was very fearful and staring in this one area. So, somehow or another, I don't even remember how, I realized it was a Sasquatch. And this was after the whole day doing this. And I went out there and I said, look, uh, I, I know you're here. And then I could see them. You know, and I, I said, please, I, I don't know why you're here, but you're scaring the dog. I said, why are you scaring the dog? And they said, well, how else would you know we were here? <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, OK. So um, that's when I get introduced to the fact that, yes, the Sasquatch are here. When when Gene Rockefeller was here, um, they actually scared her a couple of times. And I asked him, why are you scaring her? Oh, she needs to know we're real. <laughs> so, so they do have a sense of humor. Do you
1: communicate telepathically, or you there's something you can hear with your ears?
0: Well, it's so telepathic that I'm hearing it. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, like I tell people, I say, to know, to know when you're really in communication with somebody, or some entity or whatever, when they say something that surprises you, or especially if they make you laugh, That's that's somebody else. That's not you. So, you know, if you want to know if you're hearing right, you know, just think about that. You know, would that have come to my mind? Would I have said that? Would I have gone there? You know, imagine. No. Too many times I'm going like, I wouldn't have thought of that. (laughs) So just, you know, confirming what you had said there, Derek.
3: Oh, yeah. No, I get it totally. Oh, yeah. That. I went years through that with the whole, where did that thought come from? Where did this come from? And then, okay, show me again. I mean, I got stuck in head games like that for years trying to prove to myself the psychic thing. Or, wait, was this real? No way. Or blah, blah, blah. Why are they putting, you know, people on um, medications that are doing these things? And so I I talked to psychiatrists, psychologists, did it all. And I'm like, well, yeah, but (laughs) you people are – like, I'd look at it and I was like, can I – you know you do this explanation of it but let's let's and i'd have individuals that they would dub you know try and diagnose as being schizophrenic or things and i'm like and i had a doctor friend i talked to i'm like there is an entity there they're talking to just because they happen to hear it and you don't all of a sudden they're crazy and they need to be on this that and the other and i understand there's whole degrees and levels of on and i've been involved in all of the degrees and levels of that over the past several years um it's at least all the extremes that i would imagine um you can reach so i mean it is a thing so that's just when they come at it that way it's unusual because it's not a chemical issue it's an energy issue um and not even an issue it's just an energy thing so but when you're told that that's not real blah 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 well then yeah you start to lose it because then you think you're here and stuff um but then proving that when i brought it up was also saying well then you you can chit chat with yourself and any of us can you don't have to actually hear back or anything and just ask for the synchronicities, the breadcrumbs, and then all of a sudden, it, again, you're not going to just find breadcrumbs. You're going to find you're going to trip over loaves of bread. Is what you're going to do. And it does happen that way once you realize, acknowledge it, and it's not a certain level you reach. So just proving yourself, the the synchronicities, the psychic, metaphysical, whatever terms people want to use, the energy thing, is real. Well, it is, and when you stop trying to prove it and just accept it, then it happens more. And that's how it did it with me. Um, that's why I make the bad joke of like, you know, forget the breadcrumbs because everybody's still looking at bread. And I used to do that. I used to go, oh my gosh, there's that. what well, I knew that song was going to play, you know, do those things, you know, to, to get your, your energy going and, and hang on, you know, a handhold, let's say. But really when you just get past that and it's not something you have to achieve, it's something you realize, then you'll be almost bored with the breadcrumbs. Pay attention anyway. I'm just making fun of this. But you'll have loaves of bread or, you know, bread trucks in front of you in life where all of a sudden you go, what the hell? I just manifested that. And it, and it showed up. And it wasn't just bread. It was a whole sandwich. Um, and that's how it goes. And I've seen that's literally how it is. And, again, I didn't
0: go to some special school to do that. So that's just. Uh, well, you know well, what? I, I I I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I want I want to get this out. What we're talking about here is this concept of, okay, so. You actually went through it, all of us. We go through these these experiences that people would call psychic, metaphysical, woo woo stuff. Okay, you go through it, and when you go through an experience, they can tell you you didn't go through it, but you know you did, and it's not something you can unlearn because you know in the core of your being, no, that that really happened. So that builds up as it happens and happens and happens and you begin to develop what is considered, you know, the idea of I believe that this is true because I've done, I've done the research, I've gone through the experiences, I believe this is true. But then you have to take that step that people, you know, because I've thought a lot about this because I really wasn't sure what they were talking about, but then you take the step into faith. Okay. And the faith thing is, I'm going to live my life as if this theory is really true. I'm going to go there. That's what I'm dedicating myself to that path. Okay. Knowing that I don't have absolute belief in it yet. I mean, absolute. I, the next step, once you do this, once you give over to it, and you you do like Derek's done, just give into it and just follow the trail. Once that happens, then you go into the framework of knowledge of knowing. You know, it's a, it's this. I know this is true. And once you get to that position, it's almost like you've gone down a river, and the river got really, really you know rocky and the rocks and all of this and all of a sudden it's over that area and it just smooths out and it's just like ooh okay follow the river and everything will go smooth but it, it's a, it's a concept that you know you, you have the belief because you did your research you give it the belief you give the belief legs by just following it yes i'm going to accept that this is true still knowing that you really haven't proven it yet and then all of a sudden, because you're doing the faith thing, you see it start to work. Now you're experiencing it, and now you know. And once you get into that position of no, uh, well, I know I am in there, and Walt is, and I believe Derek is, and so many of the people that listen here, you know. It, but there, doubt is
1: not an accident. It no, was they, they uh, it, it was contrived crap, and it, it's product of the control cabal on this planet so it's purposely put in place
0: it's not an accident not only that but if you don't have faith you're going to have fear if you don't latch on to something that will give you the anchors to be able to get through that rough rapids all right that particular concept is very very powerful if you don't have faith you're going to have fear because there's an emptiness, a void in our makeup at that point. Faith or fear? Faith or fear? Yeah? hmm Derek. I am back. I didn't know you were
3: gone. No, not in the lead, but back as far as being unmuted now. Oh. oh. I always have like 20 things open and I'm like, where's my mute button? <laughs> Unmute. Um, let me. What do we got? To, oh, we got yeah, just a few minutes here before the break. I won't start anything new here on my list. Um, and then as quickly That's
0: as you, three, minutes. three minutes, we got three minutes.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, the oh, we did do the monthly free session yesterday. I did with that Sasquatch with the Buckyball pendant as my uh, little avatar. So what we're talking about here, what I'm talking about. Is yesterday, every, every month on the first of the month, you can sign up at mysticawars.com for a free remote session and you don't have to log in or anything like that. There's no zoom call. You don't do anything. Um, you just stay open to it. And then I do the session multiple times throughout the day and focus. So what I was talking about was and like we had, I think it was 99 signups yesterday for this month's session. Um, I'll I'll have that list of names and then I have a little Sasquatch, um, I don't know, doll, mannequin, something or other. I uh, have it posted in chat. Okay, okay, yeah. So and then I 3D printed a little bucky ball or fullerene uh, that we turned into some pendants a while ago and uh, had a friend copper plate it. So that's a little copper and it's Shungite painted as well. Um, so yeah, he's basically sporting uh, oversized buckyball pendants. It looks like he's a sasquatch wrapper or something um and i use that as a the just again the avatar just a a way to focus um on one one form which represents anybody who signed up for the session is how that kind of goes um no it's just convenient having that i don't know i don't know where i got that doll that's probably i think that one nancy some that's an odd one for those in chat that are seeing him it's some unusual muscular looking one or something or other Sasquatch. That's just the one that was in the store at the time that I think somebody yanked the price tag off of. So I confiscated him and he made it on my desk. I got a different one sitting here. Yeah. He's got Popeye arms. <laughs> he, <laughs> I just thought about it because I'm like, and I haven't seen a picture. I'll in chat see if he is that one. But I think, yeah, he was the, yeah, yeah. He's the, you're right. <laughs> he looks like Popeye. <laughs> um I don't know who made that one. That's just, we have a kids section, little toys, this, that, and the other. So we like to keep some, you know, stuff around. um uh, But that's where he came from. That's why I'm just sitting there. So, but anyway, that's what we do. We're right around, unless you want to bring something up, Nancy, for the uh, break. And I don't know. Jalissa's going to – we have another employee that we're that's going to show up at the store. Um, so it may take her a little bit of time to get here. It may not be right on the money, but she'll get to us as soon as she can. Um, and we'll talk about everything from a new version of Shungite Honey to a modification and why on the haunted tours at Mystical Wears and what we're going to do with that. And then whatever else. Walt, Nancy, you guys want to go to it?
0: No, we can go to the break. All right. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Shungite Reality. It is May 2nd, 2023. I have Derek Condit with me. I'm Nancy Hopkins and Walt Silva. And Jalissa Helms will be joining us when she can here. So, um, Derek, are you back?
3: Yep, I'm back.
0: Okay, then. Um, so, where would you like to start?
3: Um, actually, I do have a little announcement I'd like to make real quickly because. Uh, it has to do with the website, com, our affiliate, <clears throat> excuse me, um, system. We've had to, and I won't bore everybody with this for a long time, but I got to get through a quick statement. It's, um, we had to cancel that due to several reasons. Um, but the, the main one, uh, an affiliate system is where, again, I want to go quickly for a reason, um, where people were able to sign up and get a discount and share their own code. The problem was, having all the different aspects of that to sync or communicate from that person's account to our online store, to a payout system, usually PayPal. I'll just say for those three systems to continually communicate and work without errors wasn't working. And I've used many systems, um, affiliate systems, and they all have their issues, so we've just had to had to stop that for now. So if anybody out there had an account with a balance on it, not all of them had an email set up with them. Please do contact us. No money's gone anywhere, and we're reaching out to everybody that we do know. And it's not a huge amount or anything. But again, we want to make sure even if somebody had a nickel in there, um, that's we're gonna take care of them. So just contact support at mysticwords.com if you have any other questions. But and then it was fraud, or or um, I should say more like malware because of bots. So basically just software programs out there that would automatically sign up to systems like ours um, and then make fake accounts and spread uh, just all kinds of drama attached to that. So basically, so we stopped it. Um, All the coupons are working. Save Tan is still out there and everybody else's coupons um, for other podcasters that are maybe listening um, now or in the future. We all the coupons are still active. Um, It's just the affiliate system that's down. And if we can figure out, some way to get that going again, we will. Um, but I did want to make that announcement. And then, actually, I can... Uh, and a lot of people won't even know what that heck I'm even talking about anyway. Um, and that's okay. But the other thing, Nancy and Walt, <clears throat> was... Hmm, now i got to decide <laughs> how specific... Well, I can only get so specific anyway. But we're talking about the haunted tours at Mystical Wares that we talked about and we're developing. Every, everything's kind of been hidden on the website for now. And just because we're having a pivot because our first, it's not the haunted tours that are really changing, it's because the initial tour, the first one, which was the easy go-to, which was the Northern State Hospital here in Washington, the owners of the land or property for the hospital portion where the buildings are, which you couldn't enter anyway, because um, they were all sealed off, you just walk around the outside and and see them and maybe, you know, look inside a window, and that can still all be done on your own, but basically the the port of Skagit's called, Um, and I'll just again, get through this quickly, he just didn't like the idea of tours going there on the property doing that. So that had to be removed. And so now we're pivoting and we're, which I'm not upset about because the fun stuff, not, you know, fun as far as, because our whole point of this is not, it's not, you know, a spooky, scary thing. We're going at it energy wise. This is, we're going at it you know, letting, you know, merging the physical and the metaphysical, letting if it's uh, the humans on the tour, letting them see and perceive others um, that, that the metaphysical exists, they'll feel energies, they'll feel just stuff, um, and then that'll vary. And a lot of that is in the what's called the farm area of the hospital, which is a whole different um, site, just not even, a, you know, half a mile away. So I think what we're going to do is move over there. And I think Jalissa is joined us now as well. So she may be able to chime in and add on more. But until we get it, and that's why it's hidden from the site, um, and then we're trying to get the bus wrapped, you know, with graphics and whatnot on there. Um, we're, we're So when that all gets finalized, we're going to add on the tours and pivot. But that is something I want to announce too, um, why that kind of paused but not went away. And then we're going to do – again, I won't get too much into this now unless we need to, but – pendulum and dowsing rod tours, energy tours, um, you know, just straight up psychic. We're going to do lots of things with the bus is what I'm saying once it's, it's finished. And again, is, is, um, looks like a, you know, like a, an actual bus of mystical wares and we're going to have all kinds of ideas. Jalissa, what am I forgetting that we wanted to, and welcome by the way that we oh, were going to sure. mention.
2: Oh man, there's so much. Um, uh, I did want to add about the bus tours that we are super excited. So I think they're going to be more of like a field trip. Um, Like you were saying, they're going to turn into like classes and with the dowsing rods and the pendulum. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, But no, like uh, we are, I think, still going to be trying to go to the recreational site at Northern State Hospital. Um, So, yeah, that'll be fun. I think the only thing that we're also going to talk about was the new honey.
3: No, as far as the listings. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We can do that yeah so yeah i guess that's it on the tour thing where we'll announce more when we get that figured out exactly like she mentioned and that was the word i knew i was forgetting it was classes because we're gonna so it's a of course local thing with the bus that's why i don't want to go on too long about it um but that hasn't gone anywhere our fares are now loosely every other weekend um again turned them on basically year-round um you know barring any you know special occasions or something So that can all be found on our website and then the bus will when that happens, um, which should be not too long. And then the honey she's talking about. And we have some graphics. uh, I think I sent some to Nancy. I know Jalissa has a graphic she can share as well. But the honey is a new version of Shungite honey where we... We take it's, of course, always organic honey, no matter what version of shungite honey, be it scalar shungite honey with powder or without or whatever. It's all organic honey, of course. So there's no chemicals. It's not pasteurized, which means it's not boiled. So the good stuff's still in it. And then, of course, it's in that glass hexagon shaped jar. And in this case, what we're talking about is it's the organic honey. So with the shungite water beads inside. So we literally and no powder. So it's not black honey. And the water beads and in fact I have the first jar sitting right here next to me and it has not done one thing to anything so it's not going to slowly slough off particles from the shungite that's not the point so we literally take a jar of that honey the organic honey drop the shungite water beads which are three 10 millimeter shungite beads kind of stitched or wound together um, with pure silver wire again for those that aren't aware and this is on our website um, and it should be right on the front page. And then those are dropped inside. And so that whole energy tool, which is what the Shungite water beads are, is now in that energy container. Again, glass is obviously a good idea, not plastics. And, and then the shape, the bees kind of figured that out a long time ago for us, putting their honey in a hexagon-shaped honey cell. That's not random. Um, so then we carry that through to our Shungite honey. So now when you buy this Shungite honey, yeah, you, the, the energy, because it's an energy tool. Um. Yes, you have the frequency and energy of the shungite and silver and the honey, but then, yeah, you get to pluck out those shungite water beads at the end and keep them forever and use them wherever you want. Um. So that's what we wanted to talk about, too, a new version, because uh, the other ones had shungite powder directly added to them. Um, and that's for some, and for some it's not, and some applications. Um, so, again, just... Just widening the range of availability so that Shanghai can get used in more places. Um, so that's what's going on there. And they're uh, energy-wise, there's <laughs> you're not going to lose energy, so it's it's all done right, um, and and it definitely transfers through. So it's, it's fantastic. Um, we've got some feedback already from it. So that's available on the website. So that's what we're talking about. I don't know if you have <clears throat> excuse me any questions on that, Walter, Nancy. What do they oh,
2: you think want to add? I have an add-on. I'm not sure how much she's talked about the scalar. So uh, we actually have a couple of different versions that do not have the shungite powder added to it. So there is the scalar honey. Um, that doesn't It doesn't include the water beads, um, but that is also in the hexagon-shaped jar, and it has the silver shungite scalar sticker on the top of the lid, um, but it's also been put in between uh, the scalar unit with the cosmic silver shungite nugget. Um, so it's uh, adding that frequency to the honey, um, but not uh, physically adding any shungite um, to the honey. And then now the new one with the uh, cosmic silver uh, scalar honey with the shungite water beads. I don't know if you want to expand on that anymore.
3: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned it because actually to play off of when she's talking to scalar and Nancy and well, I don't know how much I've described this either you. So I'm I'm right now I'm sitting well five feet from the scalar unit, and on the we'll just call it the trans <clears throat> the transmitting device. I'm drinking coffee just as I unmuted. Um, has I'm not just putting. We have a unit down here too that adds right frequency codes, so I can hone that and and do specifics and all sorts of things with that. There's tens of thousands of codes um, already that are predetermined. But what we do, we don't even use the code which has been determined for cosmic silver shungite. I am an actual piece on there's a little spot at some point i'll go get graphics i'm not gonna do it now um and show everybody what i'm talking about but there's a place on there where you can add an item or something or if you want to add during a scalar session put a, a little jar of water on there to then add the frequencies to that as well and then you can drink that later or an oil and you put it on top of it the- there's lots of places you can go with that but what i'm saying is we use the actual cosmic silver shungite that shungite gets tumbled for three days again in a hexagon tumbler um with just pure silver and then we take that out and uh, use that on there so that's definitely it's it's i've I've given this to uh, i don't know how many chiropractors now but it doesn't you don't have to be a chiropractor um but just to make that example the different a regular shungite nugget close hand open hand and see which one because they're of course energy workers um just no matter how they describe it and often they do just describe it that way um they feel the difference and can tell the difference and get it with their patients having that cosmic silver. So that's, that's how we kind of do the scalar unit. And it, it does work that way. So as Jalissa mentioned, some one of, one of the, the scalar honeys has nothing inside of it, but it is the jar is literally placed in between the units. And then there's a scalar stick shungite sticker, which also at a different point, not that it had to be different, is placed on the lid as well. Um, and that that we worked Nancy and well a long time ago years ago there was all of us with Dr Valerie Sohelm about pulling the frequency and others have has done this as well um, frequency off of something it can be written on a piece of paper in her case it was on a CD ROM we would put under the beehives and she did that she started that um, or did her own version of it um, and that same thing so you can have that that frequency item in our case the scalar sticker a- affixed to the top of the jar. Um, and it continued just like I had the CD-ROM under a beehive. And the CD-ROM, by the way, everybody, wasn't played. It was a compact disc. You know, I know I'm talking old school now. Just the disc laid striations up under the beehive. That is it. With the frequency, uh, the songs on that plate. And they didn't, didn't didn't need to be played. Um, so Didn't just, those frequencies come from the bees, the Mayan bees? Correct. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't going to do There you see. man. Yes, it did. And there was the bees at their heightened state when they were doing all sorts of things. So I'll just say really good music and frequency that you would think would be beneficial and regenerative to a colony. And, oh, yeah, guess what happened? And the bees weren't messing with the crazy human, throwing a CD-ROM under there. Let's do it. You know, nothing. It it did it is what happens. And, by the way, go grab a sticky note. Write the word I love you on it. Put it under the beehive. You're going to have the same effect. Want to have, want to amplify it, and I'm playing with words there. Think about what you just did. Get excited about it, and that you really love the bees. And those little guys are going to flourish double. Even both my ears right now from just saying that. That's how interconnected we're. We're not even disconnected. You don't even have to be interconnected because we're we're never separate. And once you realize that, that even the crazy ear ringing and pressures that happen to me when I talk about stuff to the bees feeling it right away. Or when I session yesterday with the 99 people, I hold up my crazy hands by the Sasquatch figure in front of me here that we talked about earlier. Well, oh yeah, it's felt and it's not a Derek thing. It's an energy thing. Um, So yeah, that's, that's, it's a lot of fun to do those things, Nancy with the uh, CD ROM. And she did, she, they got microphones dropped them down in the beehives um, and, and recorded many recordings and, transfer those well, did, in there go
0: ahead did i send, did i send you the link to the um discussion of telling the bees that there's this old you know tradition in different parts of the world but you know particularly in New England I never heard of this that when a uh like the, if the beekeeper dies you have to go out and tell the bees well, oh if a
3: family member dies Anytime yeah. a family member dies, yeah, they there was a tradition. Yeah, that's right. We did chat. And I, I'd seen something on that. And I don't I don't want to mis- say anything. But, yeah, something about going. And it, it makes sense. I'll tell you from the woo-woo perspective. So what, what we're talking about here, everyone, is, yeah, when somebody would die in the family, often, and I don't remember what circles or time frame in history this happened, um, but they would go out and speak to the beehive and or tell their story or goodbyes, you know, depending on the person, whatever they wanted to do. You know, nowadays some people go to do it to, uh, I don't know what they're called, but let's go to some churches. Um, I, I really had no idea because I've never done it. But, you know, there's different understandings of that and there's something to it all. So I'll just say when you're doing that and you're opening up that much, sometimes those things are collectors and sometimes they're transmitters. Those different boxes people go to to communicate is all I'm saying. So when you go to the bees, um, you're opening up and you actually, cause it is literally scientifically proven it's within the frequency range of what we call love. And I know there's plays on the word love. You don't want to use love. Uh, you want to go back to the Sanskrit me. I, and I understand all that, but again, I have to speak within a certain realm just to get stuff out on these podcasts. Um, so, and I know I agree with much of this stuff. I'm skirting around a fact, almost all of it. It's just, I can only get so deep in these conversations. So yeah, tuning on that frequency and then speaking into it, the, um, it does help the entities communicate. Because when I'm out there at the beehives and there's other I just I like to just say entities. Yeah, past loved ones, you know, what there's more energy there or frequency. I say the layers of frequency they can hold themselves on so they can communicate. So it's from my woo-woo perspective, it's a hundred percent legit. Um, and not that you have to be in a beehive either, by the way, but it does help the person doing the speaking feel those subtle energies more so even if they're not open to it in that energy field when they're communicating
1: so the Got sound it. of the bees is like an intelligent white noise
3: there you go that covers densities not dimensions mm-hmm. oh look at my ears that is so great even look at that and i'm sitting here laughing at myself and how crazy that is right now i can't even speak because my ears going out loud and tuning up and more downloads as you'd call it um, and I remember, I'm just giving you guys a little bit of behind the scenes. I hope I'm not boring you too much of what happens to me when I do these things, and I'm just like glaring off in here doing the whole, you know. But I'm not doing anything. It's just holding a state and realizing I'm not sitting in some magic Shungite, you know, yoga pose. It's just you know knowing it's a thing, and then I get the more input. Um, so yeah, it's. <clears throat> and I got kind of tone that down now so I can focus here. But yeah, when I was around the bees. There's there's so much. I'd like to, and it won't quite make sense, but I'd say there's more instruments available so you can put more songs together or types of music or co- cover densities because some, yeah, anyway, um and you can connect to different entities that way. So yeah, bees are a, a, a good transmitter, so that makes sense, whoever the heck thought of doing that. Mm. And it, plus, you're going to have good intentions. you They don't come out, bees don't want to sting people. I've had people that run away, there's a bee It's going to get me. I'm like, why would it get you? They they know they're going to die when they sting you. That's not their goal in life. No, there's a reason people get stung. Exactly. They'll have a different mindset. They're not a wasp. <laughs> exactly. Yo, no, wasp, whole different story. That's angry neighbor, pissed off no matter what, and drunk. Now, a <laughs> bee, no. Yeah, no. a bee, uh-uh. And I've literally been stung directly. It came right out of the hut and I startled the heck out of me. I don't know if I've ever told this story. It was at the... I had that 25 foot by 30 foot beehive. It was nine hives strung down the side. Long story short, went up there. Um, so tens and tens thousands of bees um walked out. A bee shot straight out of the hive as fast as he pot or she possibly could, flung herself right in the smack dab middle of my forehead and stung me harder than I've ever been stung in my life, right in the third eye. I mean, eating there's my ear again. Immediately right then, I'm like, what in the i I'm like. You know, because I go through, I treat them, I do all this stuff, and I realize, and then, yeah, it, and it zapped me. I felt pulses go through my whole head, all kinds of, and I'm in 3D. I'm not there going, oh, woo-woo, psychic activation time. No, I'm not going, I'm like, what the hell just happened? I got stung. You know, I'm in pain. I'm thinking this. I'm like, what? Just trying to get my footing. Remember, I'm just a blunt guy, being honest. I didn't drop down into some whatever. Po- I, I just, I'm going fast, uh, and I'm making fun of it because, Oh, yeah, it was a woo-woo thing because it was a whole activation thing. But from that few moments, I'm like, and it didn't take long before I realized because then I could feel the pulses. And it literally, I don't know. I'll say it's like if you had a, well, some Spider-Man story here. If he shot some web ball at my, if, I don't know if he can do that, at my forehead. And then it tapped me in the third eye and then it unwrapped from there. So I hope that was some kind of descriptive term uh you know words but that's what happened and i felt to go down and so anyway um yeah so it was all you can call it activation thing it was the heightening of my third eye and that was the Darrington days nancy i don't know if i ever told you that story um because yes, guess, you I, did tell me that story that. yeah so anyway um
0: i don't even know why i'm telling that story now well but, i i, I want to <laughs> sue the bees here a little we got some time i want i want, want people to to really focus on how mystical the bees are. And could you or Walt and you and Walt explain what happens when they're making their the, the hexagon shapes where the everything happens? You, you know, that concept of how they make it, because they don't take out rulers and stuff. It just energetically, all of a sudden, everything's at the right frequency and boom. It goes into a hexagon, correct?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see that study, Walt? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's, uh and I'll explain it real quickly. I don't remember. The, I'll, I'll find it somehow or something. Um, but of course, it's one of those things that synchronistically came in front of me. Um, but yeah, the bees don't have little trowels or little, um, you know, measuring tapes and things like that. Uh, what they, long story short, what the study found was and I don't remember the fraction, it was less than a second, so in a, you know, uh, what, a millisecond, somewhere in there, a fraction of time, the bees do start moving the honey around, of course, or sorry, the wax, and started to make the, the cells, the honey cells, or the brood cells. So just the cells, and they can be for different things, in the frame of honey that goes in the beehive. I just do not want to assume everybody knew everything. So those little things that everybody thinks are just honey, sometimes they're brood or babies. Um, but when they're in there making those, The bees do blend and make that wax themselves and they excrete different from different glands and just ball it up together. I won't get too much into that, but they make the wax and they loosely start putting it up in there. And then it was recorded. Um, And again, I don't know the time frame, but in that fraction or moment, it it finishes and kind of pops into the energy form it needs to be. And in this case, it's a hexagon. So they, they start the energy field. Bees already been shown. They have, again, what I'm going to call, and others have called it too, it's a, it's a love frequency. It's literally scientifically proven, just like the cat's purr we've talked about, and there's others. But those two entities have the frequency within the sounds, so not the bees buzz, but the frequency in it, and not the cat's purr, but the frequency in it, stuff you're not hearing, has a healing uh, reverberation or, again, frequency to it. Um And then when the bees do that in the hive, and again, you get up to 50,000 bees, you can get more than that in a healthy hive. And I don't know how many bees it takes to do it. I don't think they had any idea either. But being in that energy field, the the cells pop into that little six-sided hexagon shape, and they just continue on from there. And then they pull out whatever excess. Um, and that was… Well, have I, you I, seen Have
1: you seen uh, the hive of the meliponal bees, the… The where the cells oh, yeah. are, the entire cell, the entire thing is it's not a rectangular, rectangular, the is, is a man made thing. But uh, the natural way for bees to make it is to do the,
3: a spiral structure. Those ones, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that, and they're always and well, that one, okay, there's different, those bees, yes. Um, So it's a whole spiral. They still have the hexagon cells. Okay, it's all sacred geometry stuff. What they're doing, that's a, a doorway. They're making a little vortex. I'll tell you, the honeybees here that we have in America, and they're not just American ones. They're mostly Italian and Russian. So we'll just say honeybees. There's, if you let them go in nature and go find one, they're not going to make a spiral. Only those bees over there are. It's a different energy field. Here, they're going to do um <clears throat> layer or uh well, we call them frames of course that's why we do stag- staggered layers um but they're going to be in I don't know I don't have a word for it um but just layers of patches works of of the honeycomb not um not round together um
1: it's fa- it's it's interesting because what bees make naturally the structure they make naturally is the same structure that we have in our nasal passages have you seen then na- human nasal passages when there is no skin, when you're looking at the, sc- uh, the skull, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like, exactly like like, uh, bee, like the beehives when they are made naturally, not without man-made frames. It's very interesting.
3: Yeah, I think we also <laughs> called. it, I no, remember I'm a Moroccan gem crystal guy, so I think an ammonite kind of carved in half, uh-huh. um, top to bottom, for those that know, or um, Angelus, you can chime in any time. Uh, and also uh, a snail shell or something like that, but oh yeah, there's uh shoot the uh, fibonacci sequence yeah i guess again i go so far and i know it's like 10 years before i even think about some of these things um but yeah so the bees and answering your whole thing nancy yeah where they all do it naturally for their environment of uh yeah anyway the the round ones that Walt was talking about you if you perceive them energetically they go inward Okay, um, meaning like, and I'll just kind of loosely call it a vortex or gateway, so um, or a black mirror, kind of same thing. I'm not not that it has to go inward, but that's that's the, how the energy flows when I look it's at
1: implosive. it. It's implosive. It's yes. implosive field.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there's a the term for it. Um, you're right, and yeah, I just don't know. The, and then the other ones, like when I look at the beehives here in the U.S. and some other countries where they're not the spiral ones, they're flat ones. It lets me get multi. <laughs> Multi density, so not have to go somewhere but perceive more of what's there. So the beehives are transmitters and receivers for the metaphysical. Um, and I'm not trying to limit them, I'm just telling you what I've done with them so far. There's my ear again. So, again, for layers, uh, multi layers of like a sandwich layers, um, are the beehives we have here, and they'll even do that similar way in the nature, in, in the nature, in nature. Um, so when I do it, I get to see. More of what 's already here, and when I look at the spiral ones, I get to go other places and see more and i don 't know if that made too much sense and uh, there's got to be something well, to that the the,
1: Melo, the melipona bees I melipona. think are, I think are sitting in another in another level when it comes to um, uh, Some. Uh, the level of understanding I mean their level of intelligence is different from other bees because think about it they have uh, the the Mayan priests that kept them and, tra- and trained them and, and educated, they actually they had a, a a conscious relationship with the bees so much so that the bees were compelled to evolve without uh, stingers they don't they don't have stingers they, they don't they can't sting anybody so that that gives you the level of uh, there, there was a sentient Agreement between the human and the beast, because that is exactly what um, uh, Luther Burbank. Achieved here in the here in uh, in the United States, in uh, in in California, there was a, a man uh, named Luther Burbank who was an uh, uh, what do you call it? These people that were expert, you know, the experts in in uh, what do you call it? Raising and communicating with plants. So there's a there's a um uh, a big cactus uh it's very popular in in Mexico and you see it here in the in the desert in California that has these uh oval segments you know like like huge leaves but he communicated with the plant in such a way that he convinced the plant that it was safe and she could trust him so that he actually bred the plant so that the, the and there are in different parts in California you can see them. The the cactus they are huge, yet they have no thorns. Because he convinced the plant that it was safe in his presence. So it didn't need to protect itself with thorns. So that plant was that type of plant was developed by Luther Burbank because it was it was a the result of human communicating with a plant and that's what the these uh, Mayan priests achieved with the melipona they got the bee to evolve without a stinger so it's it's a evol- evolution wise i think it's a it's a more evolved bee than the other bees
3: because it's at another level of existence it's interesting i'm looking at those <laughs> Hive shots I shared—they're not hexagon-shaped cells in those bees. Yeah, <laughs> so those stingless bees—they're round. They have their geometry in the overall shape of the honeycomb, rather than in the each individual cell. That's no. interesting, huh? Yeah, I've never had these bees. anybody listening? To are
0: actually. you are you posting those in chat?
3: <clears throat> yeah, they're all in chat.
0: Okay, thank you. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. I uh, gotta go copy. this coffee. I'm uh, looking for other pictures. That's
3: interesting, though. So I don't. Know. Uh, let me. The bead ones are up there. I don't know if we have. So th- this 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 backs up everything
1: that we read about uh, Anastasia in the Ringing Series of Russia books. Is that when a human communicates with the nature around him, it doesn't that nature responds and it gets evolved. So here you have the Mayan priest. They're changing the evolution of a bee. You have Luther Burbank changing the evolution of a cactus tree. So what else we? What else is there a limit to what we cannot change? No. So this business of living in in an unchanging, oh, that the, we have no control over anything—that's a complete lie. It's a complete lie. Yeah. And and the key to it, and which which was the key with Luther Burbank. He, he only needed to use one single ingredient to achieve what he did with a cactus tree love. He had to project pure, unconditional love. You know, so, so that the, the tree could feel him and feel that he meant him no harm and he was always safe in his presence. So the tree evolved without thorns. That can only be achieved with love. You can't use reason and you can't use logic. The only energy that will make that transformation is going to be love. I don't care if it sounds poetic.
0: I don't care if it sounds woo-woo. But it's true. It's as simple as that. Well, love with a little bit of human consciousness indicates <laughs> that's what they want. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like if you just love something, it it's, it's, it's not going to change just because you love it. It's loving it and asking in return, would you get rid of the things that are hurting me? You're guiding it. Yeah, you're guiding it. Yeah, that, that's a good way of putting it. You're guiding it. Yeah. So, um, okay, uh, I, I just wanted to touch base on that because they are incredibly magical. And, and then you put them in a shungite environment and they just get absolutely magical.
1: Well, they, yeah. in a, a Shankara environment, they are allowed to be truly natural because they don't have to contend with all, the, you know, man-made negative uh, EMF frequencies because that's that's something that they have to exist in in uh, in constant friction with that. I mean, that's why the, you have all the illnesses attacking bees everywhere and you have to, you know, they, they use all the chemistry because... They're not being allowed to live natural anything because they're contending with all these man made frequencies, but when you allow them to live in a in a Shungite environment, they don't have to contend with anything now that it can be their true natural selves and they can actually expand that Why do you think uh Derek was having a a a queen factory <laughs> all
0: those queens well you know I was watching uh I think your name is Gloria Long. No, it's Longoria, something like that. I forget what her name is, but she's a very famous actress who, by oh, the you way... you Eva Longoria? Yes, and she is aging so well. I don't know. She's got to be older than she looks, I'll tell you that. But she's doing a show where she goes to different areas, like there's 32 sort of states in Mexico, and she goes to each of these different areas and then gets down with the population and actually... Is following the is developing your concept of the culture there by what they're they're doing with the food. So she goes to restaurants. She shows how it's cooked. They, you know, the the ingredients that go in it. But she was just down in I can't I can't. It begins with the O. It's in the southwest part of uh, Mexico. She was down there, and I was stunned by the quality and the amount products that they had all sorts of tomatoes unbelievably big and luscious tomatoes the everything everything that they they that they showed was just unbelievably beautiful vegetation and i was struck by the fact that wow the world still can grow this kind of wonderful food but it's in an area that Obviously, from everything I saw, does not have 5G. Okay, they probably don't have chemtrails. These people aren't necessarily the, their, their their target, you know. But if we can get rid of the little things that are destroying our natural ecology, Mother Earth just puts out a tremendous amount of bounty. Uh, so, yeah. We don't have to worry about shortages of food and all the other crap that they throw down to us. If we can just take control and go back to the basics, the basics being, you know, talk to the bees, (laughs) work with the bees, make make their habitat absolutely wonderful. Uh, Anyway, so does Melissa have something that she wanted, she thought about that we should talk about here?
2: Well, i um, talking about, you know, food and the bees and just spreading love. You know, sadly, anytime I go to the grocery store and I bring home some like organic fruit, it like doesn't taste like, you know, when you grow your own. And it's like it's hard because it's like, well, oh, we get busy and we're not able to do our own gardening. And we're hopefully trying to get back to doing that um, soon but it's like, oh, it gets sad when it's like you remember what fruit used to taste like. And now anytime you buy it, it just, it doesn't taste the same. So
0: just. Well, I started growing just the leaf, uh, you know, like mustard and kale. And the tomatoes didn't do really well at all. And I used to grow tomatoes without a problem now. But I think that's because they've mucked with the soil and they've walked, mucked with the air. But the leafy ones, Jalissa, when you take take it right off the vine and you start chewing on it it's like you get this burst of energy that is absolutely stunning and you know when i was growing up as a kid when we were growing it in the garden type of thing you don't understand that 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 is a special thing i mean maybe some of the natives do but you know but when you're an adult and you haven't had that experience for a long time wow you just start you know so It doesn't take much, and a lot of people are looking towards the growing sprouts. And I've I've got a book on it now because um, apparently it's it's an easier thing and a more rewarding thing to do. So there may be ways of getting, uh, you know, that nutrition into your environment that you don't really need to farm.
1: My favorite when I was a kid was the tendrils from the grape plant, you know, for making... uh... You know the grape, where you you get grapes for wine. You know the plant puts out these tendrils, which are the like the, this is what she uses to attach and like, be able to expand. I mean, you've seen a grape plant. You know, the uh, it has uh these tendrils. Well, the tendrils are incredibly tasty, and you you can chew them for hours. And you can
0: it's true you can feel the energy. Well, marigolds, marigolds. You know, it was like I started getting involved in this and I had actually, I love marigolds. They grow very easy down here. So I had them out there. And all of a sudden I'm finding out that marigolds, every part of it is like magical. So I went, whoa, this is interesting. So I walked out there and I picked myself a little bud, you know, and oh my God, oh my God. So so then it became, uh, I've got to get, I've got to get the seeds. So I have... Or a jar full of seeds, right? And then I couldn't find where I put those seeds, but I just found them again. So I'm going to go back to growing the marigolds because during the heat down here, these these green plants they should have faded a long time ago, but they're still here. Uh, but when they run out, I've got the marigolds.
1: I, I so tried, I tried uh, uh, you know, from the from the book uh, "Ringing Cedars of Russia." I, I learned in, in one of the chapters, uh, Anastasia speaks about this this plant. It's called celandine. And I tried to get leaves. I was It was a miracle that I was able to get uh, someone to sell me seeds because it turns out the celandine is considered a weed. So not everyone wants to sell you seeds, but I was able to get uh, somebody and, and we planted them. It's an amazing plant because... Just one single leaf that you put on your tongue and and the amount of energy is amazing. And she says that that plant will heal anything. It will cure any condition that you have in your body. I mean, it's incredible how much energy it has. Just a single leaf is like you can keep it in your tongue for hours and, and
0: the taste never goes away. Can you spell that out in chat, please? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it, the more you look around, there are. That's what I'm saying, Melissa. The more you look around, the more you talk to people. There are simple things that you can bring into your diet that are going to make a big difference. So, yeah. Now, are you? Do you guys have? You t- you were going to put up another display beehive. Did you get that done, or are you still going to do it?
3: Um, right now, we have a. Yeah, well, we have the display beehive up, but without bees. Um, because we're now not moving as a business. We're kind of staying in this location. Um, I got to find a new spot where I can have what's called an observation hive. And the problem is the bees have to have access inside of the building. So meaning, and I don't, or we have cinder block walls and a cedar ceiling, like I mentioned earlier. So we don't, I don't have a place just, Oh, go open a window and, or drill a hole in the wall. Um, and you have to have some kind of access. So I'm trying to figure that out. Cause I don't want to leave the beehive just outside where, it can get accessed because um, things can happen. So I, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do on that yet. I'm going to help here soon with some local properties. We have some friends that are setting up um, some Shungai beehives on their farm where I'm going to help consult. But until I figure out a real way to get, again, the observation, hive where you can see the bees actively moving, um, I'm kind of pausing on that one. Just not sure how to figure that part out yet.
0: Yeah you got to keep the bees safe.
3: Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, you know, so that's what's going on. Jalissa, was there anything else I didn't mention that we had talked about that's going on or we want to announce?
2: Well, this evening we have a sound bath here at Mystical Wares for anybody that's local. It's free to attend. And it's uh, this evening from 430 to 530 um, with loving sound baths with our friends uh, Noel and Andrew. So that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. (laughs) Can you
0: expand on that? What what does it entail?
2: So they have um, the singing bowls and crystal singing bowls and a gong. And um, so they, I play meditative music um, in a sense. Uh, Do you know how to describe it, Derek?
3: Yeah, so when they call it a sound bath, so think frequency bath, and they do, they get the, um, I was just trying to rush, I'm going to pause now, though, and get an image. They're going to put out some of the glass singing bowls, um, some of the brass ones, some different chimes. So long story short, lots of um, musical instruments that will tune or tone, calming, soothing, you know, refreshing frequencies. Um, that you can reset with. Again, it's described lots of ways. That's why I'm kind of vague on it right now because I don't want to say how they describe it. I was trying to hopefully get up the, the description they put. Um, but really, it sets an energy environment for the individual to reset themselves and or connect if that's something they want to do. It's not a force to anything. It's more of a helping you reach a, an evened um, excess free, re- meaning remove excess energy state of being. And then if you want to do something with it, you can. If you don't, you don't. But it's a really soothing thing. It's not a – what sometimes – because if, if somebody thinks, oh, it's like a drum circle. No. And if you say drum circle, that can mean 50 or more than that types of drum circles. and it all vary. But it's not a, a loud – and not that all drum circles are loud, but I'm just saying it's a, it's more of a soothing thing where you're going to hear – certain sound bowls activated and maybe a subtle gong sound happened in the background. Maybe oh, all of a sudden you hear some flute music. There's no set, um, you know, recipe as I always term it to this. It's going to be them intuitively doing it. And I'll tell you, these two hosts, Noel and Andrew, they're, they're such um, loving people. And again, you want that. You want grandma making your cookies. You don't want um, Oreo cookies. And I'm saying grandma because of the love. So in these two people, in, individuals are, um I I don't want to say doing so you know initiating this this frequency environment that's a great thing because it's coming from um such love energy and they are that so um yeah it's exciting. I'm glad they're gonna do it and I'll be there for it myself in the store. Um and it's gonna be in the back room where we have the fairs. So it'll be heard, felt all through um the entire place. So I'm excited about that. Now, I was trying to get an image. I don't know if you have any questions, Nancy or Walt. Um where I can show you because if you want to visualize it, they're going to have that classroom area that's set up. And then you're going to have, you know, big brass. Are you, are, or, are you going to be or, recording it? Um, they already have all sorts of things online. So I don't want to oh, say, cause okay. I think, yeah, sometimes they have different versions of this. So I don't want to like, we'll see if they're going to record it. Um, and if they want to share it, cause maybe they do do that in different ways in classes. I'm not sure. And I don't want to step on them on that. Um, but I'm sure they have somewhere, and I'm even trying to go real quick now and find their website. Um, but it's it's loving sound baths. Um is what oh well there you go, lovingsoundbaths.com. And then you guys can check them out. Um, uh, and anyway, download your free copy. There you go. They're gonna give you. I was hoping they would do that, and they did. Um, a free copy of uh their Sonic Bliss, it's called. I'm gonna move some windows now. Um so you hear what they're getting into. So it's it would be really interesting. A place like uh, Mystical Wares being around all that shungai. What's what, what's the name of their website? I'm sorry. <clears throat> no, it's okay. LovingSoundBaths.com. Okay, LovingSoundBaths.com. Yep, B-A-T-H-S.com. Yep, uh, and then you'll see on there, and it gets in there. There's all kinds of info on there, and they're all over Facebook. Um, and for those of you that are lucky and local, you know, could show up tonight, and we'll have them all. We'll have them. Um, coming in as, as often as we can um, and peppered that through the calendar. So, you know, watch for that if you're locals, too, if you don't make tonight's is what I'm saying. Um, but, yeah, no, it'll be a lot of fun. That's a great thing to have in there. I mean, The drum circles were fun, too. It all is. Doing any of that energy stuff in such an environment as that um, and everybody with the right intention, I mean, you know, you're not going to fail. It's all going to be good. So that's happening. Jalissa, I know I just babbled for about five minutes. Was there anything else going on you wanted to add?
2: uh no and you didn't babble that was great um this weekend we have our fair i'm not sure if you talked about that so yeah uh, we'll have vendors both inside and outside so we have different like tarot card readers oracle card readers and people that make different um, crafts and different healers will be here so uh, those are always a lot of fun and uh, every fair we do some sort of free giveaway just for showing up no purchase necessary
3: yeah, that's right. Yeah, the fair. Yeah, I didn't tell them about the free giveaway. That's right. We're giving out uh, for those who want to know polished rock rings. A lot of them are rose quartz, not just rose quartz, but other ones. So an actual ring, and they come in all different sizes. So I think I told you, you before that Nancy, we do that. Some of the fair, well, all the fairs. Sometimes a polished rock necklace. Sometimes this, out of the other. And this week, and it's going to be uh, a polished rock ring, like I said. So people get to grab that for free. Um, so we like to hook people up, and then they get to you know check out all the, the vendors. And the vendors will vary
0: um, fair to fair. And we'll, we're working on updating our don't website. don't charge anybody for attending,
3: correct? No, no. All the customers can all enter free. Nobody has to – there's no entrance fee or anything like that. Um, so they get to come in and, and do that. And then it's right smack dab in the middle of Mystical Wares, so you have all sorts of goodies to look at. And then, like Julissa mentioned, outside vendors – and that will vary because – this time of year, there's a lot going on in this neck of the woods, other events. So some of them are going to be here this weekend. Some, and I'm talking vendors, will be the next one. and But outside ones as well. Um, we've even got new, I don't know how much we want to get into it now, but new products in there. Um, different herbal medicines, um, different mushroom tinctures. Um, and I'm not even sure if I said tincture. <laughs> mushroom supplements, we'll go with that. Um, and then... Uh, all sorts of things i don't want to get into all because i don't have it in front of me and i've been sampling some of these um products and they're available in store now um, we'll get some of them online when we can but again we're expanding um and this is this is a, a local another local uh well entrepreneur who's getting some of his products out there and they're great stuff so when i say mushrooms i'm talking about like immune supporting um immune boosting there there's a lot you can do with that um in types so that's something we've added on as well and again when i get more Photos and actual links and things I can share and and we'll get um, our buddy Asmith is who's doing it. Him um, on some of the podcasts and chat some more about it. Um, but I really want it to come from him. But we are expanding is a bigger point there in the apothecary. <clears> then <throat> what else, Jalissa, Anything else in the store going on?
2: Um, I know that we're sorry. I was getting my mute button. Um, We will be putting on some more classes that you'll be doing or that we'll be doing together. Uh, We just haven't gotten to that point yet with all the other things that we've uh, been working on um, behind the scenes. But yeah, no, Mystical Wears uh, looks amazing. Uh, We're always growing and changing and um, it will be fun uh, for people to uh, come visit the Koi uh, the koi pond and um, get to feed the fish as well. I'm not sure if you told, said that, that people oh, are, no, I forgot. Yeah. yeah, so people um, can uh, ask at the front desk uh, for, if they are interested in feeding the fish, so yeah.
0: They're going to have some fat fish.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah well we've talked about it we're going to live them like give them five of that because some of them are little floating pellets We're like give kids five each or something and there's enough fish in there we'll we'll figure it out
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um and for those people that you know are listening to this he's also got an online store i think you know that mysticalwares.com but there are so many different things that you can um it's it's a big site, okay. If you go there, you're going to have to spend some time because there's a lot of offerings. Not only do you get a place where you can buy really unique and novel gifts for people. I mean, if I've got to have a gift, I'm going to go to his store first because the people that you send these things to, they 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 are not just getting the love. Represented with a gift, but the gift keeps giving because for the most part, everything in that environment is an energy. It's There's this energy work already been done with it because of the fact it's even, the you know, coming from that one spot. So, you know, think in terms of using the store as a way of giving your energy in the form of money to what these guys are doing because it's it's not easy to do what they're doing. It's not retail retail sales is just very difficult. And I think a lot of people have been there. They kind of like know this. And um we need to support them. They support us. They they pay for the radio to be up here and it's it's not an inexpensive thing that he does or we're doing. So, without him, I don't know that I could afford to do what we're doing. But he supports us this way, and I'm reaching out to you guys. Support them. Go to the go to the website. There are so many different things that you can just use as a as a place to buy unique gifts that are inexpensive comparatively, because the his pricing is is very very reasonable. So you got that as a source, and, and put it out in the in your mind. You know, next time you need a gift, well, let me see about you know helping out Derek and getting a really unique gift. But the other part of it is is that he is the biggest supplier of shungite. Um, you can't get shungite. You well, you told me that the that the Chinese are selling shungite. Derek, is that true? Oh yeah,
3: so that's some yeah, I'm glad you brought that up Nancy because most of it is coming from there so even my some of my distributors who have who carry shungite and other stuff um. So, basically, I don't go to them for Shungite, but they do have Shungite where I get my other items from. And what they're telling me now is they're themselves having to go through China because of the, I'll just say, the world drama and the restrictions. Um, Russia's not sending Shungite directly to us. And so, China's buying it, processing it, or making fake little, um, little figurines and putting them on a piece of Shungite. Um and selling them a shunga, so th- shady things like that is what I don't like. Um, and then the, they're blending in the rackerite, the the artificial, um, the fake Colombian rainbow <laughs> shunga, you know all that crazy. <laughs> yeah, well you remember. <laughs> so they're messing with that and they're not telling people it's different. They're saying shunga, shunga. No, it's not. So, long story short, I don't trust any of it out there right now. I don't need to buy it anyway, but I'm just not trusting it. Um, because it's passing through. Yeah, just. Yeah, it can get messed with. I'll just be nice and leave it there. Uh, and it has been. I see it. I mean, I have friends that buy this stuff. Look at my Shungite, Um, I keep talking about the little figures because they, they make some. And we make Shungai figures as well. But we say this is a blend. It's a resin because that's the best way to get the detail we want and the longevity of it because we can't hand carve these things ourselves. So it's a way of getting that, say, elephant figure or dragon head or whatever the heck. And let introduced some new ones. Um uh, I don't know if she can tell you about those in a minute, maybe. But we blend the shungite powder and silver in a huge quantity in that, so you get that. We, it's not a, a fake ceramic that's painted black that we say is shungite. Um, so that's kind of the differences there. So that's why I don't I don't quite trust their stuff when it's being modified. And then I'm not seeing any big chunks available, Nancy, either. Uh, uh, real quickly, Jalissa, the uh, the sphinx, and then what was that other resin a lion. A lion. A full size. Lion. I know we had a lion before, but this is a, a new version of the Shungite resin lion. That's a full body one laying there. And anyway, those will be online here within by the end of the week. I'll just put it that way. I know I'm once ahead of, uh, again ahead of myself. Um, we're just juggling a lot on this end, but those will be available soon. So watch the website. And we'll post those. Um, but yeah. So limits. So, so get, you have
0: get, you have a full sized. We're not a full-sized, but you have a wh- – how big is it? Uh, probably,
3: Angelissa, you can answer if you want. But th- uh, let me – before I do say that, the other line we had, I think it was like a, a half-cut one or something. So what do you think, Angelissa? four well, or five inches? Go ahead. Well,
2: we've had a couple of different lines. So one was just the head, so the back part was flat. But we had some issues with not being able to get the resin all the way into the mold, so there's some, like um, – like bubbling and spots missing from it. So we didn't like that. And then we tried another lion and again, the same problem. So this one we've been able to get like the full uh, figure, full shape out of it. So it's really cool, but the lion is bigger. So it's about, uh, yeah, four inches, um, like maybe uh, three by four or somewhere around there. And Mm -hmm. then the sphinx is a little bit smaller. So about like three inches, like a two by three. They're, yeah,
0: they're yeah. black, they're black. Yeah. yeah. Because when Walt first got involved with the Shungite and he was doing some shamanic journeying, the Shungite spirit took the form of a black panther. Was it a panther? It wasn't a lion. Or it was, was it a lion, a, a black lion. Black lion. And then two people have seen a white lion. Correct, the silver. <laughs> when
1: uh, when you put... when. You saturate the shungite with silver,
0: uh, the uh, the energy of it looks like a white lion. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, we're in the last uh, minute here. Do you guys want to say good night or goodbye or good day? or? What? It's, you know, yeah. it's people all over the world listening to this now and later. <laughs> yeah. Thanks,
3: everybody, for being here. I had a great time, and we'll be back next Tuesday.
1: Yeah. How about you, Walt? You got something? Well, to... thank you, thank you for having me. It was it was a pleasure listening to all these adventures. <laughs> and <laughs> and also, <laughs> his
0: his website is newparadigmtools.net, and I highly recommend him. As much as I recommend Mystical Wares, I also recommend Walt because he's got devices that I can attest to. I've got pretty near everything he's ever built here that are you know they work they work and so you can go there and you can look at he's got things that are outside they're different than what is offered at mystical wear so thank you guys for being here tonight we've got cosmic reality on and uh we're going to do a matthew reading matthew ward reading that's up so we're going to have a good time thank you for being here and be safe You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.